What's up, guys? It's Fayo. It's Demon. Demon and Fayo in the morning. What's up, guys? Welcome to Demon and Fayo in the morning. In the morning. And this is Demon and Fayo in the morning. In the morning. In the morning. In the morning. All right. We got All right, it. That's perfect. All right. So we got a serious topic today. Racism in 2018. Is it still alive? You know it's alive. I just want to start off by saying Jim Crow laws didn't end until 53 years ago. I think Jim Crow still going on right now. 1965 was when Jim Crow laws ended. So if you have a parent that is 53 years or older or even around the age of 50, they most likely experienced the effects of Jim Crow laws. I just wanted to put that out there so we can know that obviously racism is still alive and well. Right. Before I dive in, you know what I'm saying? Before I dive in, I need to tell y'all, check out xslcustoms.com slash xslent collection. Go on there, check out some t-shirts, Q&A, giveaways, everything on the site. Go check out the site. You know what I'm saying? Now, we, we traveling all the way to Dover, New Hampshire, where apparently or allegedly, however you want to word it, the teacher assigned his students a project on uh, KKK. Now, before I even say anything, that the, the town of Dover is 1.6% black, I believe. So, you know, there's not a lot of African-Americans or Africans or whatever you want to call them in the area. Here we go. We'll get into the topic real quick. You know what I'm saying? A teacher in New Hampshire high school has been put on leave after uh, students in that class actually sang a song about the KKK as part of a school project. Here's a part of that song. KKK kill all the blacks. Now, I'm before I say what's wrong with the video, let me say two things that's not wrong with the video. <laughs> all right. Because you know, people people gonna be like, oh, this is atrocious. Black lives matter. All right, number one, KKK, their responsibility is to kill black people. So you can't really say they wrong because that's what they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's what they do. And another thing is this area doesn't look too integrated with black people so they might be a little bit ignorant to the culture and you know they they might not really take this serious and number three i know i said i was gonna say two but one more the teacher assigned it you know what i'm saying so if you try and pass class you try and pass class you got to do what you got to do what you think about that i don't know what you think about that song i think that's terrible and i think that you made a whole lot of excuses for these clowns you think they're coming around any black people singing that song because they sung that song like it was on the radio like, they sung that song, like, they practiced that. And I want to know, all right, all them kids, they're probably, like, what, a good three or four of them singing up there, knowing all the words, not missing a beat, right? Yeah. You know how, you know, when you was in school and you was assigned projects, you, like, present your project in front of your parents first? Yeah. So, I'm wondering, out of all them kids up there singing that, who sang that for their parents? And their parents was like, yeah, that's a, you got an A right there, son. First who of did- all, you you know, all of them did. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's terrible. I have nothing good to say about that. Um, I feel the- like we have to start with the parenting. Because any person with common sense or humanity would be like, uh, nah, this isn't right. You know what I'm saying? Or they would wear mm-hmm. it or 
they be like, I'm not really trying to participate in this. Or you do what most white people do and snitch. You know what I'm saying? Go to the <laughs> but they just go up there and, and say that. But, you know, this shit is mad serious and it's mad racist and it's horrible. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like, it's about to get deep real quick. It's about to get deep. Let me say this. Let's say you went to a trailer trailer park and I'm not coming at whites or anything but let's say there was white people in that trailer park and they was trashy as hell you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if you looked at them you wouldn't respect them you would call them inbred you would call them hillbillies you would do that now let's go to blacks not all blacks are like this but a lot of blacks in America at least you know sagging sagging your pants calling each other niggas killing each other shooting at each other I don't think you really giving white people a reason to respect us and that's why they do stuff like this and mock us you know what I'm saying because we not respecting ourselves. You know what I'm saying? If we was going to make a song about white people, what are we going to say? Oh, y'all took the country. Y'all stole us. Y'all made us work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, black people don't really do anything to make people respect us as a culture. So then you get little weird instances like this. You know what I'm saying? I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to make excuses for, you know, black people in our culture and, well, whatever they call our culture. Keep in mind, that we're in a country. There's yeah. black people in this country, but as a whole in the world, America's American black people don't represent all black people. So the culture in America for black people started with slavery, right? I mean, I don't really know yeah. any history going further back than that, other than like Native Americans in America. But as far as black people, we're brought here on ships. To be slaves, all right? And that wasn't that long ago. When you think about it, slavery ended in 1865, all right? That's not a long time ago, all right? So I I did the math. My grandmother was born in 1948. So slavery ended 83 years before she was born. And I think she said that her grandmother was a child of a slave, if I'm correct. So the mentality of Black people stems from that. And you got to understand, too, that, all right, would your life be easier if you were born into a family with money? And I'm talking about easier in terms to reach success. Yep. Uh, Donald Trump was given a small loan of a million dollars. I mean, I love my family. I love my mom, my dad, you know, uh, all the other moms and stepdads and everything we got going on. But uh, ain't nobody give me no small loan of a million dollars. Yeah. It's easier to turn a million into a billion than it is to turn ten dollars into in a bag of chips into a house and a car so we have to grind super hard we have to grind super hard to get anywhere in life so when you look at the black people who are impoverished or you know live in a, a bad community or they act a certain way and sag their pants and do drugs and drink and all that stuff to me that's a depressive state of an impoverished culture so in terms of respect, that's neither, I, I think that's neither here nor there. And it's not the problem at all. We can't expect people to respect themselves and uphold themselves to a standard that's created to be out of reach for us. That's just my personal opinion. Now, I will say on the flip side of that, if you are black and you are born into a good family who raises you, you know, you got, you know, both your parents, they pay for you to go to college. They, they keep you on the right path. And then you just decide, you know, I want to be a gangster rapper and you act like a fool, then that's a whole different story. There's a lot of that going on, too. Because when I see, when I see, or when anybody sees in America, black people, you usually see in athletes or rappers. Mm-hmm, right. Okay, so athletes, a lot of these athletes are starting to beat their girls up. So they see blacks beating their girls up. A lot of them got grills in their mouth. 
smoking weed, getting arrested. I think it's about what they see. When you see a white person, if you see Trump, you'll put Trump on the face of white people because that's kind of how white people act. They arrogant, they rich, and they don't want you in their country. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you have to take that same thing, like how you said, uh, we come from uh, poverty and we come from that. White people come from money. They come from running the country. So what, what is ever going to change their outlook? You know what I'm saying? They going right. to they're going to keep coming for money. They're going to keep doing this. And they're going to keep doing what they want. And I think as, as us as Black people, you know what I'm saying, we're going to just have to realize that. These Black Lives Matters campaigns, they don't matter. Your life doesn't matter. Your life matters, but not to them. I agree with you. Trying to force you know, white people or anybody else in this country to respect us by saying Black Lives Matter is really not going to change anything. I think the biggest thing we could do to change something is come together as a community, you know, because we're very divided even within ourselves, you know. Um, personally, I've experienced more, I can't call it racism, uh, prejudice against, with I guess, within my own culture of Black people, you know, than I ever have with white people. So I never really had problems with white people. Matter of fact, I'll say this: black people are more racist than any other culture. You could be black. And that's culture, true, and they still call you white. Oh, you white ass nigga reading books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this nigga trying to be white, bro. Oh, white ass nigga. Imagine you as a white person, like you're looking at two black people, and one black person wants to learn, and the other one's teasing him because he wants to learn. That to me, if if I found a race that acted like that. I don't know. Even though we was made like that, at some point, somebody got to break barriers down. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it, it's getting worse. We're killing, we killing each other more than they are. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what pissed me off about it so much. We sit here, we sit here and kill each other mm-hmm. every day. Like, you know, I, I, I was in Chicago. I've been in Philly. I've been in Cali. I've been all these places. All we do is shoot each other, sell our women and sell drugs to our own people. It's not even like we selling drugs to other races. We selling drugs for our own neighborhoods. You feel me? And one cop, one cop or a couple cops start killing black people. And it's all black lives matter. They're racist. What about y'all, bro? What about niggas on the block shooting each other? Like y'all don't want to go check that out. Y'all just want, y'all just want to check it out when the white man do it. You know what I'm saying? I think we looking for so many excuses sometimes too. Like we got to chill. If, if, if 60 people can get shot in a weekend in Chicago and it's just black on black, but one white person kills a cop, why is all the attention on that white cop? Not to say that he's right. He's wrong. He's wrong as hell. But I think we need to start looking at our culture first before we start looking at what other people doing. Let's let's work on us first. Agree. I can't disagree with you there, but I can play um, devil's advocate real quick on that on that point that you made because From the beginning, when the slaves were freed and Jim Crow laws were enacted, it has been an attack on the black family, okay? It's been an attack on the black mind, the black brain from the beginning, right? So when you have, okay, let's go back to slavery. When you have families getting split apart and sold, dad's going this way, mom's going this way. When you have women just having babies to produce more product, that does something to your mentality. And if you don't know anything, not you specifically, but mm-hmm. if people don't know things about genetics, your DNA 
is a copy. We still have some of that mentality from slavery and from Jim Crow laws. And so a lot of the people that are alive today were alive during Jim Crow laws. So they're working on your brain. So when you take a black father away from their family, that destroys the whole family. I definitely agree with that. But the thing that I disagree with is the is the slave talk. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people or blacks or, you know, whatever, they, they tend to, to to keep that slavery thing going. Even though it didn't happen that long ago, I think people need to realize that us as blacks sold ourselves. Yeah, yeah, sold. that's that's true. The blacks sold the other blacks thinking that the whites was just going to take them. But the whites took them too because they seen how unloyal they were to each other. Blacks are unloyal to each other. Even black families, unloyal. A dad could have a whole kid and walk out. Unloyal. There's no loyalty. There's no sticking together. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think with the slavery thing was a horrible thing, and they probably would have got kidnapped anyway. But just the fact that a black person was like, yeah, go take those blacks over there. That's like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just weird to me, man. You know what I'm saying? White people tend to, like, stick together. Like, even Trump. Nobody liked Trump. Trump's people didn't even like Trump. Ain't nobody bad mouth no. They was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the same page he's on. But, but, but best for him, I hope he wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like. You- like, if you in the hood and, and I'm eating and the next niggas broke across the street, I don't think that man will think like, damn, you know, Fayo's over there eating. Let me go see if I can eat with Fayo. What he's going to do is he's going to call his friends and he's going to be like, yo, this nigga's eating, man. Let's go rob him. You know what I'm saying? And I think until we get off that type mentality, then we, you know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to, I don't know, we're going to need another excuse because Jewish people are doing just fine and they got did dirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Matter of fact, America took the whole, like, it seems like they took the blueprint from Hitler, you know what I'm saying? As far as, like, the ghettos and all that, how they did yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It looked like they took a lot from Hitler. So, you know, if the Jews is fine, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, you got Mexicans trying to jump in here in this country, and they doing fine. You know what I'm saying? Asians, everybody else is doing fine, but the black communities. I don't see Mexicans really shooting up each other, Asians and all that. Like, I think black people just need to start going to school, man. That's a good point, but I'm gonna have to bring it back. I'm gonna have to bring it back, and For not sure. to and not to put excuses, but just to to show you mentality. So I think that we can kind of find a middle ground here because you can't really blame white people or any other people for how we're acting now. But when you look at all right, when a all right, let's say two people meet eighteen, right, have a baby out of wedlock, they both living with their parents and on each side of the projects or whatever, what have you, they split up. The mom then, you know, goes to the state to get food stamps, get welfare, WIC and everything, you know, all of that stuff. But she gets that on the basis that the father is not around. Everybody's comfortable with that. So the dad's like, all right, the state's taking care of you. I'm good. I'm gonna go have a baby with the next one. Cycle continues. So how can you really grow from that type of mentality and grow from that type of environment? Because it's going to be a cycle until somebody ends it. And it's not like you can just get money and move to a nice neighborhood. Like you got to bust your ass to get out of the project if that's where you're from. Yeah. So how do how do we as a community come together and move forward when it's like we're put in these cages. You can't expect people to have a happy outlook and to be excited about the next day when they live in a building with 15 other motherfuckers, right? How can you be happy like that? I don't think that that you can be happy. You got to make your own happiness, but just because you broke your shit doesn't give you the excuse to go murder, sell drugs, and expect people to give a fuck about you. See, I don't know, and I think that it does. I think that when you're put in that environment, you're doing 
what you need to do to survive. So it becomes instead of living, it becomes surviving. Because if you're 14 years old and your mother's on drugs, cracked out, and you gotta eat, you're gonna do whatever you need to do to eat. And you yes, can't just you, you can't just go down to the local Acme or whatever what store you got out there, Shaw's or Star Market or Supermarket for anybody else, Kroger's or whatever. You can't just go down there and get a job. You know, if you're living in the projects and there's none near you and there's no transportation, it's like there's let days. Me get, I, let me get ahead. sorry for interrupting. Let me go get ahead. this is because this is the kind of analogy I'm getting. Right? Let's say there's a right. person they you know they got a lot of drugs in their family, blah blah blah, and then they turn into a crackhead, right? And their mm-hmm. excuse for smoking crack is that they come from poverty and they had a tough life. It's not an excuse for smoking crack. Same thing as, you know, with, with my people's single moms or, or whatever. If you as a child say something like, yo, I didn't really appreciate how, how you did me when he was younger. You know, a mom might say something like, well, I wasn't ready to be a mom. It doesn't give you a right to treat me like a piece of shit. I think at some point, yes, we are from the ghetto. We broke. But everybody broke. And it takes you as a person to to be strong. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, look at you. You strong and, and you making moves. I think other people just get too content with these welfare checks and the social security and the fact that they don't think they'll ever make it. I think people need to stop thinking they won't or or thinking the white man wants you down or thinking, like you said, it's all mental. None of that shit's even real. I it is. Up. It is definitely mental. The, the white man don't do nothing to me. I wake up, I, I brush my teeth, I piss. So I think, you know, it, the excuses, the excuses got to stop. But this shit right here is... I wouldn't say it's funny, but it is funny because, like, how serious, like, yeah, I got to present my project. KKK, kill all the blacks, they a little flow with it. I don't think that is justifiable. I'm not saying that it's right at all. Take a person from the ghetto and you put them with money. The only way he will succeed, now we trying to tell people this, at least this is my theory, the only way he will succeed is if he has had that money before. Because if you give him the money, he's going to blow the money. I, I've been around so many because I've been homeless so much. Like, I've, I've, I've ran into white people so much. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah, they got money. No, it's because white people are so cool. You know, if you're going through something, they bring you in the house, make you some soup. And they, they like, I don't know. Like, some white people are really, like, mad cool. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. I see some of them, and they have money. But they're all addicts, man. They're spending money on crack. They're spending money on heroin. They're not like, oh, I got money. I'm about to buy a new Ferrari and go stun on the Negro. You know what I'm saying? It's not like. But you act like all black people are like that. And I, I hate to, 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 you know, end your theory not about to that. Say all, but I'm, I'm talking, and, and for the viewers and for you, I'm talking from my standpoint. Because, and the only reason I say this is because I feel like I've been in the hood, I've been in prison, and I've been in school. So mm-hmm. I've met a lot of black people. You know right. what I'm saying? And as a race, there's nothing to be impressed about. That's true. I can't I can't see and I can't even play devil's advocate with you on that. I definitely agree with you. And it's sad and we don't stick together and there's a lot of hate within our own race. But I have to go back to the mentality. We we were taught to hate each other and as you can say it's making an excuse, but until we change that, that's how no, we're tra- no, that's not, I'm not sorry for interrupting you again. I'm not saying that we wrong for that. We was bred to hate each other. It'd be like if you had a pit bull and one person loved the hell out of the pit bull and the other one smacked it around. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And you bring them both around. They both the same dog, but one was had love, one didn't have love. 
You know what I'm saying? But right. back this, when I was in prison, there was a lot of gangs that in the street, they don't get along with each other. Mm-hmm. That's why I be saying in prison to be the smartest black people, but while they was in jail, they realized that they was, you know, the odds were against them. So what did they do? They came together. You know what I'm saying? And then, right. they, you know what I'm saying? They worked, helped benefit the the situation that we was in. You know what I'm saying? Because jail sucks, but you know, any situation, you can always better it. You know what I'm saying? So they came together, they came together and they had we can't even come together in the streets. I don't know if this was Japan or China. One of these places had some big ass earthquake. It was back in the day. Sorry, I don't have the, the the real information in front of me, but I remember it on the news. And it was a huge seismic earthquake. Whatever they all came together. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, Hurricane Katrina, looting and killing each other. It's all about, like you said, the mentality. But I think you know, if we could just sit and watch, you should be able to sit and watch that there is peace. You know what I'm saying? I mean. If Martin Luther King was still alive, maybe we, we could have a little bit of the balance because he was he was kind of helping us out on that part. But I think I think it's twenty it's twenty eighteen now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't can't keep going back to slavery. We can't, but I'm gonna go back because there is modern day slavery right now. Let me tell you why. But don't cut me off real quick because I just want to give you these points because I feel like you're pushing you're pushing the narrative that black people don't don't stick together and that's our own fault. And yeah, okay, that might be true at this point in 2018. However, like I said about DNA copying itself, theories being passed down to each other. Right now, what's the biggest form of slavery in the black community? You said it earlier. I would say rappers. Exactly. Rappers and athletes. Perfect. So you know, even me just saying that, you already know. You said it first. So it's like when you take somebody, like I'll use Bobby Schmurter. Did you watch his his, uh, audition for his record deal? Jumped on the table. Jumping around the table, acting a fool. And all these white people and like two and a half black people are sitting in there looking at him like he's a rat in a cage. Right? It, it it made me so uncomfortable. But that boy was like, what, 16 or 17 when he did that? Mm-hmm. He was probably starving. His mom was probably like freaking 28 years old, had him, had him at 14. Like I've been selling cracks since like the fifth grade. Exactly. Know? So like, how is that something to be proud about? And but that's his oh. mentality. And he and, and somebody signed him. A white man signed him. Probably like a 75 year old white man who probably was back chilling with the gym uh, laws, signed this man or this little boy to put that to our children's ears, to make them dance what around. What you think that they think like that, though? You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that they don't think like that. Like That's like if you, you know what I'm saying, you black and a white girl came to you, right? And she mm-hmm. was starving. And mm-hmm. she was really good at making slime. And every time that you put her on your channel, it was a million views. So you came to her like, I'm going to help you eat. You help me eat. It's all an investment. You know what I'm saying? Granted, nah, not when, it, not when it comes to the rappers. Maybe when it comes to other industries. Like, it like, has uh, to, sis, because the, the, a lot of people ain't even signing deals no more. Look at Migos and people like Gucci Man. They independent. They run their own music. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody Migos, like Gucci Man, Gucci Man's like, what, almost 40 years old? I'm talking about how they're taking advantage of these teenagers coming from impoverished areas. I'm not talking about the, the self-made mogul rappers, the independent rappers. I'm talking about, but, all right. That's, that's what I'm saying. If, if, like, if you was an educated black person, you would do what, like, Migos and them do. Like, I don't need y'all. Y'all need right. me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go do these shows. I already got my fan base. I'm going to work for mm-hmm. my fan base. I'm not going to sell out. I think... Now, yeah, we're still slaves to rappers and athletes, but it's kind of like we have a choice if we want to be a slave or do we want to be a slave to the 
corporate world. I don't. I don't. That's true. I'm not. I'm not sitting up here trying to put all the blame and say, "Oh, you know, white people are evil." Because I love white people. I really do. That. Let's not. Let's not get too. I've been defending them, but we ain't going to give them all. <laughs> now I was about to say, you know, the ones, the ones I know, I love them. So, and um. All right. So look, you know, because I want to talk about this. So, so I got this. This. This article, right? This had happened back in 2008. For y'all who watch Boondocks and shit, y'all might have seen this on there. Um. It's a, it's a, let me just give you a brief overview of the uh, video. Six, remember I was telling you about this yesterday? Yeah. All right. So, and I feel for white people in this one. I feel like I'm really being. You are. You over here making all the excuses. All the excuses. I'm not making excuses. I just want to say that I understand. Like, if you did your history and you've seen that the whites came over here, kicked the Indians off, kidnapped blacks, then you should realize that they're not really, when they say KKK kill all the blacks as a black person, you're not supposed to be surprised. If a cop shoots a black person, you shouldn't be surprised. LA riots. History repeats itself. And if mm-hmm. you're black, you need to realize that they don't like you. It doesn't matter if they put on the front and all that. It's not that I'm like, yeah, white people. It's just that like, I worry, at least you're telling me the truth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I can look at you. You're not two-faced. You don't like me. You know what I'm saying? And I think as blacks, wake the fuck up. They don't like you. They didn't. Mm. They never did. That white tee that you want look so fresh in, you picked the cotton to rock it, and they got you rocking it. It's just stupidity, and it pisses me off.